You're listening to Leah and Alana watch The X-Files. Leah's seen it. Alana hasn't. I'm Leah. I'm Alana. I mean, this week's episode was ridiculous. (laughs) Is that what you wanted to say? That's what what I wanted to say, yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I just to make sure I got that. You're not wrong. It was pretty ridiculous. It's been on my mind all day. Just that, just, it was ridiculous. That's what I've been thinking the whole day. <laughs> just saving it to share that thought with you. I'm glad that you did. Um, I feel the same. I do think this episode was pretty upsetting, I thought. It was very upsetting. But I mean, also ridiculous, yes. Yeah, right. It was just, I mean, one of the notes I wrote was just, what a weird foray into sexual assault cases. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could not be weirder or more convoluted. No, and it's like... I get that they still wanted to be like spooky and X filey, but like take on a different kind of case, I guess. But like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that they they did it well. No, I would say they definitely did not do it well. Yeah, I finished the episode and I was like, did we need to make this one? <laughs> Okay. Are we like? Are we doing the? We're, we're just right now? doing it. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I just want to make sure before I go into. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. So just to recap, this is episode eleven called Excelsis Day. I'm just gonna guess that's how you pronounce it. I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it takes place in a nursing home. There are maybe, maybe old people are going invisible. Maybe there's spirits. That's kind of the question of the episode. Maybe there's none of that. But I felt like there were two, like, big themes of this episode. One being the rape case that we already mentioned, um, that only Scully takes seriously. So there's like the gender dynamics around that. And then also the other side of this is like nursing homes and nursing homes being abusive and the idea that we as Americans don't respect our elderly. Yeah, those are, those are accurate themes. Um, I mean, I think what I found to be really upsetting was, like, that I wasn't really surprised that Mulder was behaving in the way he was and being skeptical and, like, not really believing this woman who said that she was raped. And, like, I get it. She said she was raped by a spirit. But, like, shouldn't that make Mulder believe it more? But no. It didn't. And I was like, yeah, well... You know, he is a white man in the 90s, so. That's true. 
I hated Mulder most of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, was really mad at him. He was a big dick. He didn't believe. So the first thing that if you if our listeners haven't seen the episode, the first thing that happens is that a nurse at this nursing home gets attacked by an invisible force. And I thought she was killed, but it turns out she was actually raped. And Mulder's whole thing throughout this episode is that he's investigated or at least heard of other like entity rape cases. So like raped by an unknown force and they never have proof. And so they're never, what's the word that he uses? Like I, it's not verified, but it's something like that, which is annoying because he uses this as a reason why this case, like they shouldn't pursue this case. They shouldn't look into it. Maybe she's not telling the truth, but like none of his other cases have proof either. So (laughs) no, none of them. Like that's the whole thing with the X Files. Is it's just like a bunch of weird, unexplained shit, and they have to figure it out. And yet, when it comes to this one, he's like, "No, let's not take it on." And it's like, "Motherfucker, are you fucking kidding me?" And he's not. He's not fucking kidding us. He. Like, is so, I feel like every time he talks about this case in this episode, whenever he's talking about how he doesn't believe this woman, or, like, he doesn't want to pursue it, he just seems, like, so smug. And Scully is, in this episode, very obviously attuned to what this woman has gone through and wanting to bring her justice. And she's just the only person who ever cares. She's the only person that cares. She's, like, coming up with theory after theory, just trying to, like, get something out there to pursue anything. And Mulder's like, no. She clearly just, like, you know, didn't like her job. So she's lying. And it's like... (laughs) I also... So about the, the woman who was raped, the nurse... The first thing that I thought in this first scene, she's kind of like going around to the different rooms. She's maybe acting a little harsh with the uh, patients, but not really. But it it did leave me thinking, like whenever we first see her attacked, I was like, is this supposed to be revenge? Am I supposed to not like this nurse and be like, oh, yeah, like she's getting attacked because she treated the patients badly which it felt like was maybe what they were setting up but I also just didn't think she treated them that badly I don't think she did either and I mean like the old men in this home like were being very creepy with her and are continuously kind of creepy with young women throughout the episode and I couldn't just imagine like if that's her experience every day at work, but, like, everyone's like, oh, they're just old, like, that's just, you know, like, banter, that that would be very draining and frustrating. And I can imagine getting, you know, a little irritated with your patients sometimes, but I don't think that she was being horrible to them in any capacity, but... I don't know. Maybe that was the messaging they were trying to give us, but maybe not. 
Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, it kind of seemed like it. And then later, whenever they bring in this whole element of the the orderly who says like in asian cultures they respect their elderly and here we don't and we treat them bad and basically like there are spirits that are coming to take revenge um spirits of people who were patients in the nursing home and it just felt like they were kind of like uh, everything that happens here is revenge because these people weren't treated well. And I just don't think that that is true about the nurse who is sexually assaulted. Yeah. It also, I mean, and the orderly that kind of makes those claims and talks about that also does mention like that part of that disrespect of the elderly in America is like by families themselves, like even putting, you know, their parents, grandparents, et cetera, like into nursing homes and not caring for them themselves, which that I get. Okay. I'm on board, but I don't, I, I don't know how, I mean, at least with the one, why don't I know that woman's name? (laughs) One nurse um, who is raped. Like I, I didn't see it with her. And obviously I don't, we don't really look at many other um, people in the nursing home to see whether there is extreme, you know, like disrespect or, um, you know, malicious uh, attitudes towards them. But like, I could, I could see the spirits being angry that they were put in the nursing home, but I don't quite get the revenge against the nurses themselves especially this one particular nurse who, you know, seems lovely. Yeah, and about this particular nurse, I looked up this episode after I finished watching it because I didn't understand the end uh, yet again. And I just wanted to read a synopsis of what happened um, because I clearly didn't get it. But when I did this, I found a fun trivia fact that this nurse, whose name was Nurse Charters, um, it says, a scene that revealed the attack victim, Nurse Charters, was a lesbian, was deleted. So they, I I think like the part where Mulder and Scully interview her at her home, which She is wearing a full denim outfit, maybe jumpsuit. I'm not sure, but I took note of that. I think that there was a scene there where her partner comes in to talk to her, and it's, like, clear that um, she's a lesbian. And what was also in the Wikipedia for this is that Chris Carter removed it because he felt it was gratuitous, which is an interesting reason. Hmm. Well, that is a fun fact. Um, I wish they had kept it in. But, I mean, obviously it was gratuitous. So, totally, totally understand. <laughs> anyway, that nurse was cool. And I liked her. And it sucks what she had to go through. It absolutely does. And, I mean, you know, it's hard enough for, you know rape victims to to be believed let alone if you were raped by you know an invisible entity so I feel for her yeah that's true and honestly like the first 
probably at least 15 minutes of this episode. Um, seems like an episode of like Law and Order SVU. It was mm-hmm. like Mulder and Scully investigating a rape case. But even when Mulder was talking to uh, nurse charters, he wasn't as much of like a straightforward dick to her, but it was clear that he didn't believe her. And she was on the defensive and like, I know what this sounds like. I know you don't believe me, but I know what happened to me. Um, And it was just very sad because it also just like called to mind all the stories there are of rape victims, you know, going to the police and not being taken seriously by the police and kind of being, re-victimized by having to tell their story to someone who doesn't believe them. Absolutely. It almost seems like, like, I don't know if they just wanted to kind of follow, I guess, like that traditional script and like reality of what happens, but it seems like it was, or maybe they just didn't think of it, but like a missed opportunity to just like have, this woman be believed by Mulder and Scully and like kind of change that narrative because like this is the X-Files and we believe crazy shit and you know there doesn't have to be um all this suspicion and and questioning and um and yet that is not what we saw so right and it's kind of like I don't understand why they made this choice because throughout the whole episode, there feels like this underlying tension between Mulder and Scully because Mulder doesn't believe that this happened to this woman and Scully obviously cares about what's going on here, but they never really directly address it. It's just kind of like simmering underneath when, like you said, they very easily could have made the choice to have Mulder just believe her, and then he and Scully are on the same page. That way, I don't have to hate Mulder. And also, it would just make sense for Mulder to believe something like this. Like, why is this where he draws the line? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I wish I knew. And I wish that it wasn't where he drew the line. Where he seems to draw the line is, I guess, like, sexual assault and, like, psychics. Those are the two things that he just doesn't believe in. Um, Everything else is, you know, totally fine. (laughs) There's also a scene where Mulder and Scully go to the nursing home because basically what this nurse thinks happens is that one of the elderly men who we see kind of harassing her at the start of the episode, she thinks he attacked her somehow but was invisible when he did it so Mulder and Scully go to talk to him and when they talk to him he says something like oh ever since this sexual harassment fad men can't say what's on their minds and I just thought that line was so funny because I assume that in like 1993 that was like the take of men back then like oh all you women are just bringing up sexual harassment now and now I can't say whatever I want but it's like men today say the exact same thing as if it's entirely new and you know the me too movement is the first time they've been told they can't say whatever's on their mind I just thought it's funny It, it is funny and it's like 
what what gives you the right to say what's ever on your mind? Like, where do you get off? What the fuck? <laughs> That's not how this works. But, um, you know, male privilege, white privilege, et cetera, et cetera. We're all aware of the social issues that have contributed to that. But it was amusing because it was sad, I guess. Um, that, yeah, that is something that we hear, like, frequently still. And it's like, you know, we're all just exhausted as Scully is in this episode. Yeah, she's exhausted and I don't blame her for that. She should not, she should not be the only one that cares. But she is even the, I don't know what her role is, but there's basically like, a woman who works at the nursing home who kind of is in charge of everything who also doesn't believe this woman. So it's not just like, it's not a dynamic of like all the women in the show care about this. Yeah. It's literally just Scully and nurse charters. Yeah. The woman who, I mean, she must just be the head of the nursing home or something is like, Oh yeah, no, we all love that guy. He's great. It, you know, we can't believe that that he's being accused of this, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, I mean, we all know that person too. And we just don't want to see it, X-Files. We just don't, we don't want to see this shit. Yeah, it's too real, too based in real life. That kind of dynamic of well all of us really like him you know he's so charismatic we don't think he did this it was weird to see that applied to like an elderly man with dementia because we hear that all the time about you know like football players or literally like any young guy who's accused of anything but for that dynamic to be applied to an elderly alzheimer's patient yeah, I mean, you can apply that dynamic to anyone, apparently. Um, everyone's a nice guy, and of course they didn't do it. That's just that's just the argument that, that everyone seems to have. Um, I do think, I mean, this is a little bit, I guess, out of the vein of the conversation we're having, but also kind of involved and obviously involved in the episode, but like, all of the dementia and Alzheimer's stuff in this episode was really interesting and weird. Well, it was weird, I think, because they didn't, the patients didn't have Alzheimer's really at the time that we're meeting them. So basically they've been taking this mushroom supplement that has helped their symptoms so they're all pretty clear-headed, mm-hmm. I think, until the end of the episode when that supplement is taken away from them. Yeah, well, they're all taking that and they're on some, uh, like, they're in some trial program with that doctor that's giving them an actual different drug that's, like, being prescribed and that people are aware of. And so it's kind of unclear whether or not it's the mushrooms or that drug, which both of them are taken away from them at the end. Like that trial program is shut down. Um, is helping them. I mean, it seems like it's the mushrooms because of, you know, the spirits go away and all this other stuff. But 
it is an interesting like it's like oh they're they're on this possibly new drug that maybe is helping relieve symptoms and they're taking like a mushroom supplement and they seem to be doing very well <laughs> like it's like a night and day difference yeah again another kind of case for how convoluted this episode is because they introduced this like experimental trial that they're all in to cure Alzheimer's as again, I think kind of like a red herring of like, maybe it's that trial doctor that is doing things to them and it's not, or at least what the the doctor is doing has nothing to do with kind of like the spirits that are taking over the nursing home. There was also a point where, Mulder and Scully are talking about the Alzheimer's experimental trial and um, Scully is like, maybe these things relate. Like she's trying to like draw conclusions here. And Mulder says something like, you think there's a connection between Alzheimer's and the rape case and the rape case. Like when these people aren't drawing childish pictures, they're brutal rapists, which I thought was a weird thing for Mulder to say because just like the nature of Alzheimer's is very up and down and people's personalities and behaviors can be very different minute to minute. So to be like, oh, because this guy is drawing like a child is drawing means he can't also have like acted violently. It shows me that Mulder, I don't think really understands Alzheimer's. He definitely doesn't. And um, yeah, his lack of a medical background is very clear in this episode too. Scully is on her shit in a lot of different ways. Not only, you know, like she's the one who believes this woman. She's the one who believes anything might be happening here. She's not the skeptic. She understands this illness in a way that he doesn't. She has some understanding of medication and is trying to get a grasp on what this new medication is and how it might be affecting them. It's a trial thing. Medications sometimes have weird side effects. They can cause hallucinations. Different things can happen. And she's like, this could be connected. And Mulder's like, no. And it's like, why are you like this right now? Like, <laughs> it's it's so infuriating because... I mean, what she's suggesting in that moment isn't exactly what's happening, but it's pretty damn close, and she's on the right track here. Right. She's making kind of assumptions that are natural for her to make with the information that she's given, and Mulder is just, again, being a complete dick about it. He's kind of, like, joking. He kind of has, like, a smug kind of smirk on his face when he's talking to her about it. He's just... And you know how hard this is for me to say, but he's just very not likable in this episode. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, this is a big moment. I mean, I guess you've disliked Mulder before, but still every time it happens, it's like... I know. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking. (laughs) It's heartbreaking for me to tune into this show and not be able to be on Mulder's side. You know, I think that it's probably good every once in a while, you know, brings you back down to reality, allows you to appreciate Scully in a different way, just kind of, kind of breaks up the, the, um, infatuation. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Um, he does, though, have an interesting moment at the beginning of this episode when we first see Mulder and Scully talking to each other. And this is really the only time they have any type of, like, personal exchange that's not related to the case in this episode. But Mulder walks into their office. Scully's watching a videotape that the uh, nurse has made of herself after her assault. And Mulder says something like, the tape in the VCR isn't mine. And Scully is like, good, because I put it back in that drawer with all the other videos that aren't yours. So basically, he's making a joke about porn. And they're both making a joke about him having porn. Which makes me think that he really does keep porn in the office. And honestly, when I thought about this, I was like, you know, maybe I'm a little bit worried about him if this is where he's at with his porn watching. Yeah, I think that (laughs) I think he watches it a lot, Um, like uh, a lot, a lot. And I think that, I mean, Scully's been on the X-Files for a little while now, but I I do think that, you know, probably before she was on the on on the team more like he was probably just sitting down there with a lot of free time you know I don't know how much he was he was doing before Scully came around he's probably doing some shit but I'm sure there were days where he's just kind of sitting in the office waiting for something to come up and in that time he would just pop in a quick VCR of some pornography and Enjoy his basement office, which I hope is soundproof. I don't know. It just makes me a little upset for him. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that that that's a good thing or that's where he he should be at. Um, But that's kind of how I, I envision it. Um, and I, I don't know, like, like I said, Scully's been there for a while. Like, he should clear his shit out, but... It's concerning that he hasn't and that it's still there and that he was watching it recently because they use that VCR in that office sometimes. We've seen them pull up things and watch things before and look for evidence together. But when they're not doing that, he's using it for extremely personal reasons, apparently. And um, someone needs to check on him. I think what concerns me the most is in the previous episode where we actually saw him watching porn in one breath, um, or at least like we saw him watching TV and we heard porn sounds. He wasn't even really engaged with it. You know, he was kind of just like watching it with like his eyes glazed over, just like, you know, not physically into it, just like has it on. And I kind of, picture him doing the same thing in the X-Files office like I don't think that he's he's masturbating in the workplace I think he's just like putting it on and watching it which maybe is more upsetting yeah he (laughs) it's just like it's the type of film he likes so that's what he does you know in his free time you know like we watch Netflix or you know the x-files to keep us entertained and he's like 
porn is it for me. That's that's the, the type of media that I consume. And I, you know, don't always have to be paying super close attention. I just like the background noise. Makes me less lonely. Sure. I guess I also think that it's a surprising choice to put a joke about this, which they've been putting a lot of jokes about Mulder watching porn in this season. It, it seems like maybe I'm making that up and we've just joked about it a lot, but it, it seems like there's a lot of jokes related to it. But it's interesting to put that in this episode and even in this conversation where a second later they're talking about a sexual assault case. And it just seems like with Mulder being kind of an asshole in this episode about the sexual assault case, it's also a choice to make him joke about watching porn right before they get into the case. Yeah. It seems like, like to me that says there are no women in the writer's room. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's what that says to me. (laughs) And I think that that's probably true. Um, yeah, it's just not something that men would be like, hey, that's kind of tasteless. Maybe we should save this porn joke for another episode. They're just like, that's funny. Put that in. Next scene. Woman talking about being raped. Let's go. Just keep rolling. Uh, that's so true. That's probably so right. I'm sure. Well, I don't want to say I'm sure, but I feel like that's probably what the problem is here. There were no women in the writer's room classic i mean pretty much any time you watch a show and you're like wow i can't believe they did that it's just like oh well there were there were no women in the writer's room so you know that's what we're we're stuck with when we let men make all the decisions horrible horrible things come of it that's true Okay, so I mean, this whole episode, though, like, all of these old people are just kind of, like, tripping on mushrooms in a way. That's kind of what's happening in this in this nursing home. And it's allowing spirits to roam free and, and uh, get revenge. Right, which um, I'm confused about. No surprise there. But basically what we're told is there is a nurse or an orderly here um, from, I think, Malaysia. And he has these mushrooms that are native to his culture that he says are helpful in communicating with the spirit world. But I think that he also says that they give... I think he says that they give it to like the elderly in his culture as a way of like taking care of them. Maybe, I don't know, but he's giving these, he's growing these mushrooms in the basement and he's giving them to the elderly people in this nursing home, which I guess is making them trip a little bit. It's letting them see these spirits, how them taking the mushrooms lets the spirits do things to other people is confusing to me. Um, I would agree with that. I have felt some confusion about this as well. 
Because it seemed to me up until like that scene where they're interviewing that orderly that like by taking these mushrooms or whatever it was, I guess at that time we didn't know, like these elderly people in the home were able to like move around as spirits is what it seemed like to me. Like I thought it was actually them, especially because that older woman who is probably one of my favorite characters she's like rolling around in her wheelchair and she's like they're here they're coming and then she's like they're gone and like (laughs) everyone thinks she's just you know has dementia but she knows what she's talking about but it seems like she like I thought that she like knew them because she was like guys come on like don't do this don't do this like leave her alone when we see all the spirits kind of surround Skelly and it seems like it's men in the nursing home and so I don't understand if they're able to like take over the bodies of the spirits or like transfer their energy into the I don't that's what I was thinking I couldn't quite figure it out but it seemed to me like it was the alive people in the nursing home somehow existing and acting in the spirit world but that's not what they tell us is happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't understand it either. There's also that scene where the old guy, whose name I think is Stan, is running away from an orderly. And he runs really fast. He runs up a bunch of stairs. We see him in his body running up a bunch of stairs. And apparently this guy also has like hip problems and shouldn't be able to move like that, but he is. And it's like, well, what is, what is that? Is that (laughs) the mushrooms like healing him temporarily? Or why is he able to move like a young person? Yeah. It seems like it's the mushrooms healing him or, you know, allowing him to, yeah, I don't know, somehow move in that way. And that's why, you know, all of the elderly people in this home are like, we need more, like, give me more of the pill. I need more. This person needs more. I need more. I need it. And they're very clearly hooked on it. But it seems like it's because they're able to, like, feel and be young. Um, But it doesn't, doesn't quite make sense how that's happening and the spirit thing's happening and like how are they linked and how are they not linked I don't know it's it's a bit chaotic um and I guess maybe that's how they wanted it yeah it's definitely chaotic like my understanding of this episode now is the old guy from the beginning did not rape the nurse and what happened was like they took these mushrooms and then the spirits that already existed in the nursing home assaulted her and like same with like anyone they attacked like it was not the living old people doing it it was the spirits yeah that is what they make it seem like but like that still doesn't make sense for me (laughs) and especially like There's a scene when Mulder and Scully first come to interview the guy that, um, you know, the nurse says is the man that she believes raped her somehow. Um, And he goes back to his roommate and he's like, what did you tell them? Like, you can't, like, they're going to figure us out. 
And it's like, wh- what does that mean? <laughs> like, it seems to me like the they're doing something. Like, they're all in cahoots and they're, like, turning into ghosts and, like, running around and then, like, coming back and 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 kind of being healthy. But, like, they're doing shit as ghosts, I'm telling you. <laughs> Something's going on. <laughs> I just really don't know. I just don't know. Like, neither way makes sense with what they tell us in this episode. No. I think we should probably just rewrite it. We'll take out the porn joke. Um, we'll save it for, a, you know, a rainy day. And we'll make the rest of the episode make some fucking sense. Okay, could you make another part of this episode make sense for me? Yeah. That does not make sense. So Mulder goes down to the basement at some point and he discovers these mushrooms that are growing. And underneath the mushrooms is a dead body of an orderly. And it is unclear to me who killed that orderly and planted the mushrooms over him. And did the mushrooms being planted over him have something to do with all of the chaos that happened? Um. Yeah, I'll definitely rewrite that part. I'll take it right out. It doesn't make any sense. Bunch of fucking nonsense, if you ask me. Um, I don't know who the fuck that orderly is. It kind of, at first I was like, is that the guy that, that kind of, fell out the window but I don't really know um is it connected to what's going on maybe but I almost want to say no but maybe it is because it is this very specific choice but I'm just thinking of when Scully says earlier when she's kind of just theorizing and she's like well, maybe, like, there's something in the environment that's causing this to happen. Um, and Mulder's like, are you trying to say you think the place is haunted? And, like, she says no, but, like, I think that is what she's trying to say. And that seems to me to be what's happening. But I guess maybe, don't you think the spirits would like that there's a dead orderly in the basement if they want revenge? Well, I, I guess what I thought was that the orderly who is planting these mushrooms and giving it to these old people isn't trying to do anything wrong. He thinks that this is like a helpful supplement. I think that's yeah. my understanding. I would agree. And he's surprised, I think, by what is actually happening. And I guess I thought that maybe you know, the mushrooms being planted on a dead body then set the atten- the intention for them as, like, evil rather than, like, mm. good as they were intended. But it just doesn't make any sense because I, I don't have any answers on what happened to that dead body and why he was in the basement. I, did they tell us? I honestly don't know. I don't know, but I don't think so. Seems like a lot of questions were raised about it and uh, no answers were given. I think that you could be right that it did. It could have, you know, like 
invited a negative energy or like made um, the connection to the spirit world evil. But I just, I just don't, I just don't get why they did it. <laughs> it seems like it could have, because then, then there's like obviously the explanation that like you know in this country we don't respect our elders and they're angry that they've been put in this home and that they were mistreated while they were here and like that seems like explanation enough for this semi haunting but instead now we're also like well what does the dead body have to do with it cuz it seems like it should have something to do with it but it, i don't i don't know yeah, apparently it doesn't. It's just a, a fun a fun little addition to the to the episode. <laughs> I also want to talk about the old guy who I think his name was Stan. Um so this is not the old guy who they thought uh maybe committed a rape. It was that guy's roommate. His name is Stan. And I think that he's talking in this episode in a British accent most of the time. But it's like clearly a very fake British accent. And I was like, why would this actor choose to do this? And then we meet Stan's daughter who is extremely not British. So I was like, okay, they're not actually trying to make him British, but I swear that he's talking in an accent. Maybe, maybe, maybe one, it's because he has dementia and so he thinks he's British sometimes. Or maybe they are somehow inhabiting or interacting with spirits and there was a spirit there that was British and it's kind of influencing his behavior now because he's like slightly acting as that spirit or maybe this guy just talks kind of funny maybe he is kind of British and he was actually trying to do an American accent the whole show oh that's possible that's possible but I do like thinking of this actor coming in with like this backstory of like I'm gonna talk with a British accent because I think that my character is kind of possessed right now but not fully possessed but just enough that there's you know my my accent's gonna seem a little weird and I think that that's good yeah I mean I do hope that it was it was an acting choice because that would be the ideal uh circumstance here I think (laughs) you also mentioned the scene where we see the spirits and they're like kind of these like ghostly wisps of men and Dorothy the uh, female patient sees them and the spirits all at one point kind of crowd around Scully and are like I don't, I don't know what they're doing, but they're close to her. And Dorothy is saying, leave her alone. Don't touch her. Don't follow her. And I thought that scene was really upsetting because I also didn't want them to touch Scully. Um, yeah, neither did I. And I'm, I'm glad that it seems that they didn't. Um, see, that scene 
is part of what makes me think that it's like it's the old men in this home because one of them was already kind of creepy to her and then like apologized to Mulder for it, not her. And why would the spirits of people that have died in this home take revenge on Scully, who is not faculty? She's not part yeah. of the staff. <laughs> right. Okay? She's, she's in the FBI. <laughs> Don't think that it's the guys because one of them has already died at this point. Maybe another one of them is like in the middle of almost dying at this point. I'm not sure if that's the same time frame. I think that they're just supposed to be like spirits of men who did die in this nursing home and they're just still suffering and in pain and angry and I don't think that vengeful spirits like that necessarily discern who is the right person to take their vengeance out on it's more so just like whoever is in the place that they are haunting which Scully unfortunately is how come their vengeance is rape Right. Well, that's the thing about this is that we're told they're getting vengeance, but mostly what we see is them being like sexual assaulters. And that's not, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's kind of vengeance, but it just seems like they're creepy old dudes. Yeah. It's a very specific type of vengeance. And I don't, I don't like it. Yes. Believe it or not. <laughs> it's Shockingly. Not a fan. It's female violence-based vengeance uh, for the most part, except for the guy who gets thrown out a window. Right. Yeah, why couldn't they just throw the rest of them out windows? Why couldn't everyone been equally harassed by being thrown out windows? That would be equality. That's the type of equality I'm looking for. Until everyone is thrown out of windows, Alana, we are not equal. I agree. That's what I've always said. How about that scene where Mulder and that nurse are, like, about to drown in the basement? Yeah. So, at the end of this episode, things start going really crazy. And Mulder is in the basement in a bathroom with this nurse. He walks into the bathroom. And, like, the spirits are already going crazy and fucking everything up. And they throw this woman across the room. And Mulder sees it. And I swear to God, he looks, I don't know if I could say amused, but I feel like he's somewhat excited by what he's seeing. (laughs) I think that that's an accurate assessment of that situation. And maybe he's just, like, excited that there are ghosts. but like. It seemed like an inappropriate uh, time and an inappropriate way to show that. Um, Especially because really, kind of up until that point, maybe a little before, we don't really see Mulder believing any theory that's been tossed around about this case. He's not really coming up with any himself. And now, you know, like a ghost is throwing a woman across a room and he's like, yeah, cool. It's like, Mulder, what's up with you this episode, man? What is up with you, Mulder? 
What is up with you, Mulder? Mulder, if you happen to listen to this, can you just tell us what the fuck is up with you? What's up? We just want to know. Why do you hate women in this episode? (laughs) Maybe it's all the porn he's been watching. I mean, yeah, I think that it could be. That's why I was concerned about him at the start of this episode. Yeah, something's going on. He's not well, and I need him to be. And he's taking it out on women. This is completely unrelated. But I did want to mention the scene where one of the older men in the home, I don't know which one he is, but he's like painting a full-ass mural on the wall. And there's no explanation. Mm -hmm. And somehow that leads Mulder to figure out a little bit of what's going on because all of a sudden he turns and he's like, where's the Asian orderly that works here? And it's like, first of all, terrible line. You should not have phrased it that way. Borderline offensive. Wish they hadn't said it. But what, what was... What was going on that that everything clicked for him in that moment? Okay, I had this exact same question written down, and I didn't ask it because I just felt like I have so many questions, you know, I just got to let one go. But I didn't understand this either. So the old guy's name is Leo, and we've Mm -hmm. seen him drawing stuff. And I think that it's what Mulder makes fun of as, like, kids' drawings. And I think when he's painting this like big mural graffiti in the cafeteria, maybe it's supposed to show us like how well he's doing because like he went from like these like shitty childish drawings to doing this like very involved, huge painting. Um, It doesn't really track with like the storyline of the episode. I don't know why. Because he was already taking the mushrooms when he was doing the shitty drawings, but I guess he was, like, out of them and asking for more. But Mulder looks at this mural and, like you said, is immediately like, there's an Asian orderly here, isn't there? And I don't understand what's in the mural that made him ask that. I just, like, I thought I missed something. Yeah. Because I don't get it. My thought was, like, oh, is this, like, a really famous painting that already exists by an Asian artist. Like, is that what's happening? Like, I was trying to think of anything that would lead, like, how did the dots connect in his mind from that to that specific orderly to going to the basement? And like, and he wasn't like, oh, because that guy must be giving them mushrooms. Like, I don't, I don't understand any of, any of it. Maybe I should. Right. So he... Somebody tells him that the orderly is in the basement, and that's why he goes to the basement, because he's looking to talk to him. I don't think he knows about the mushrooms, but I don't know what he knows just from looking at the mural. Obviously, he knew something, but I don't understand what. I don't either. Um, I have a fun fact about this episode. Okay. They filmed this episode, or a lot of the scenes, at an old um, 
psychiatric hospital in British Columbia where they filmed most of their stuff. But some crew members would report hearing voices coming down empty corridors and refused to go down them for fear that the building was haunted, which I thought was weirdly on point for what the fuck is happening in this episode. I was like, oh, so basically what the script was was your reality in <laughs> on location. Yeah, they were just writing things as they happened. I mean, it's highly possible that would explain why everything's just so fucking crazy and makes no sense and we got no answers at the end. They, yeah. They totally were going to have it be that the elderly people were tripping out on mushrooms and becoming, you know, like super strong and doing shit. And then they were like, oh, it's haunted here. Maybe there's ghosts too. Yeah, definitely. Um, in this like kind of like end wrap up scene, the pipes burst and the water starts accumulating in the bathroom like pretty quickly. And basically Mulder and this woman are in the bathroom and the bathroom's flooding and the water's rising and they're like going to drown. And I just don't like, is this something that could really happen? This remind this scene reminded me of the movie, the shape of water where the main character and like this sea creature are in her bathroom, run the water, close the door, the bathroom fills up to the ceiling with water and they have sex. Um, you know, that classic scene. It felt very much like that. And I just don't think either of these things, I, I think these things are both equally unrealistic. Can a room really fill up with water like that? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I guess if the room was like fully sealed, yes. But it seems like, first of all, it seems like a certain amount of pressure would probably break a door. Especially if the pressure is like wet and the door is wood, it seems like there'd be the possibility of it um, coming down. And also like just leaking out and then just continuing to rush out until the door bursts. It just, that's what I think would happen, but I'm no scientist. Um, when I was taking notes, I couldn't remember what this movie was called. And I, what I wrote was, this is like that crazy scene in the fish fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's incredible. That's what that movie is. I mean, it's a great film, yeah. but that's what it is. That's what it is. And I, I don't like that film. Oh, I mean, that's not surprising to me, I guess. You probably don't like that the fish isn't, like, indoors. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was going to be more to that. No, you don't like how you don't like that plants are inside? I thought... Oh, Maybe sure. The same thing applied <laughs> to fish. Yeah, you know, it didn't, but now it does. I'll take that view. I mean, basically after that scene, you know, the show ends. Scully has a monologue that wraps up nothing. Um, except they tell us that the orderly that was growing the mushrooms and giving them to the patients 
was like turned into immigration services, which I thought was pretty fucked up and unnecessary. Um, I do have this final question around the end because like what's happening at the end when all this crazy shit is happening is that Stan is like overdosing on the mushrooms and he gets saved by a doctor and then the spirits go away when he gets saved. And it's just kind of like, why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if the spirits go away because he's saved. I don't know if he's saved because something else happens and the spirits go away. I don't know. I just know that both of those things happen at once and there seems to be a connection, but it's unclear which occurrence caused the other one. Um, is it because they discovered that body in the basement and dug it up? I don't know. Is it because that guy was saved? So the spirits are like, peace out. We're done. Fuck you guys. It's like, nobody knows. (laughs) Nobody does know. But this episode ends on an extremely depressing note where we know that these people aren't being given like this medicine anymore and not the mushrooms, not the experimental trial. And we see Dorothy, our fave girl, um, in the nursing home. And maybe it's also Stan that we see. And they're just kind of like totally blank, you know, no interaction with the world. They've like relapsed um, into their dementia. And it's, I thought it was really sad. It's incredibly sad. Um, it's very upsetting. I think that. They should be allowed to keep taking mushrooms, but apparently that's not allowed in this nursing home. They'd rather all their patients be incredibly unwell again. Um, I guess it's also unclear to me why they stopped the trial of the medication they were all on, but I guess, you know, just everything that was going on had to be. Oh, the state takes over. State takes over the facility and basically shuts down everything that was happening there. That's the answer. I figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really depressing. There's no happy ending to this. And also, not that he's ever done this before, but when Mulder realizes something more is going on here... Does he ever apologize to Scully? No. Does he apologize to the nurse who was raped, who he didn't believe? No. No apologies. Just acts like he was right the whole time. Yeah, there's no accountability on Mulder's part for being wrong and a fucking asshole for the whole episode. Um, Kind of a shame. He should really be owning up to his mistakes, uh, apologizing for his words and his actions. And yet, we don't see any of that. 
Right. And it's like, if, if this tension between Mulder and Scully was intentional, if they were really trying to hit at something culturally that was happening or they wanted to show, you know, some aspect of rape culture or like what women have to go through, they should have had our main character, our protagonist, the guy we all love, at least own up to, you know, not treating the women in this episode well. Yeah, they should have. But Alana, there were no women in the writer's room. Let me go back in time and write the character of Mulder. I swear to God, it'll be so good. He's so much better. I mean, he's, like, good most of the time, but, like, he'd be great if you did it. Right. He just needs he just needs a little of my help, and everything will be great. So, next week, our episode is called Aubrey, and it is about a pregnant woman who experiences visions of serial killings that span half a century. It sounds like she's got some past life serial killer baby it does i'm excited for a serial killer episode kind of i'm not so excited that it's a serial killer from centuries ago well you know i'm sorry i'll see what i can do to change it (laughs) Okay, thank you. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah, no problem. I'll just find a future serial killer episode and just, like, swap it out with this one for you. I'll just talk to Hulu really quick. Yeah, I won't even notice, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) They look completely different. (laughs) Well, aliens, if you're out there, as always... I think that you should probably come get us because we're scared.